The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Roster brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, May 19th, currently 432 on the East Coast, here to break down the Friday games in the Major League of Baseball. And here to help me do that, got a small crowd today. It's only two of us, but in some form or fashion, we're always here for you guys. It's my main man on the East Coast, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Munaf? Uh, I'm doing well. Just traveled back home to Jersey. Uh, got some bad news coming home. Max Scherzer out six to eight weeks. It's just uh, it's a tough sledding for the Mets starting pitching right now, but we got to battle through it. Yeah, the news came down this morning, uh, or actually this afternoon, uh, as we got on shortly. Uh, Max Scherzer did leave the game last night. Um, he immediately signaled to the dugout that he was pretty much done um, after – after a pitch that he threw, he felt some, guess something, and then they pulled him out, and then we just got the results this morning, like Dylan just alluded to. Max Scherzer going to be out at least eight weeks. Six to eight weeks is the official uh, time frame that they're giving us with a, a moderate to high-grade oblique strain that I suffered, like I said, last night uh, when he was pitching for the Mets. Um, now the Mets are without, we know, uh, Jacob deGrom, obviously, at the beginning of the season with the shoulder issue. Uh, Tyler McGill is also out for the uh, New York Mets here with, the, uh, I think, a bicep injury um, yeah. for their rotation. And now you're going to have uh, your second ace or uh, ace 1B, I guess we can say, uh, with Max Scherzer being out. But, uh, Dylan, uh, we could touch on this here a little bit, talk about it before we get into the games for Friday. But uh, where does this kind of put the rotation for the um, – for, for the for the New York Mets here, obviously they still have Chris Bassett. You still have uh, Tyon Walker. You still have Carlos Carrasco. Um, I don't think Jacob Degrom may be too far behind to coming back, but I still think he's probably another two to four weeks away. But how are you feeling about this rotation now with your top two aces out? It's getting concerning. Uh, Jacob Degrom had an MRI this week, so he will start light throwing. And with t- uh, Taylor McGee- McGill. We don't know if he's just going to miss one start or two starts. Uh, I think we got to worry just a little bit. It's going to put too much strain on Cookie Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, Chris Bassett just threw a good game. But I think we're going to need to add another arm because we might be, like you said, down to our third string with Bassett as our ace right now mm-hmm. until the All-Star break. So I don't know. I, I know our owner, Cohen, he, he likes to go and buy. Maybe we go and go get a – a starter, a guy like maybe Kyle Hendricks or Luis Castillo, teams that aren't really playing for anything. I could think of they need a, uh, the Reds need a first baseman, so maybe trade a guy like Dom Smith for Luis Castillo. We need another starter because I don't think we could keep up this winning without our two best starters. Yeah, um, 
like I said, Scherzer out at least probably looks like at least till the first of July here if, if he can get back that soon. But um, I I think they're going to be okay. Again, like you said, like they're not afraid to go, especially with the new owner, are afraid to go out and make a move and get a guy that you know that can fill in while those guys are going to be out. Uh, both Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom. I really think that they're going to take their time with Jacob Degrom, getting him back because you really want these two guys as your number one and number two starters. Obviously when and if they do make the playoffs currently they're off to a great start are the new york mets but um you know it, it sucks and it, it as a fan and as betters that you know when you're missing two guys like degrom and scherzer um it takes a toll on the rest of the pitching rotation so we'll keep an eye on that situation if they do make a move obviously we'll, we'll uh talk about it on the podcast but the latest news uh, another blow to the starting rotation for the uh new york mets max scherzer out at least six to eight weeks with a uh moderate to high grade oblique strain that he suffered on thursday um, Dylan, uh, Friday, full slate of games, 15 game schedule in the MLB. Um, let's just dive right into it, my man. Uh, first game on the schedule, it's going to be between, let's see here. Let me pull up the schedule that might help. Um, a one twenty Eastern, sorry, two twenty Eastern start between the Arizona Diamondbacks visiting Wrigley field to take on the Chicago Cubs. Currently I am seeing lines for this game. Posted as, um, let's see here, plus 120 for the Diamondbacks, minus 130 for the Chicago Cubs. On the mound for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks is going to be Castellanos. And for the Chicago Cubs, it's going to be Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you lead it off here, my man. Uh, Castellanos versus Hendricks in this uh, battle of the NL. Yeah, I like Hendricks here at home, 226 ERA, and he's really kept the walks down, just nine runs given up as well. And the D-backs are kind of in a slump while the Cubs, they've won four of their last five. Um, Herberto, uh, he's pitched actually really well uh, on the road than at home, but Mm -hmm. I just don't know if the D-backs can come alive in this spot against Hendricks. I like the way the Cubs, they've been scoring a lot of runs as of late, so... At this minus 140, we just have money line prices right now. At minus 140, that would probably be my max I'd be willing to lay with the Cubs. But right now, I like the Cubs. Uh, no total because, for as of what I see right now, we have 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing out. So wow. they're probably going to wait until the morning to post totals for that game. But, yeah, yeah right now I'm on the Cubs. Right. Yeah, usually for Wrigley Field, they wait till. um uh, obviously the morning for that wind direction, see the posted total, but yeah, I agree with you here. Kyle Hendricks at home. I think that's a, a pretty solid, uh, way to look at it for, uh, the Chicago Cubs team. And again, Diamondbacks team, uh, again, offensively, I'm not sure they are, uh, playing game one, I believe in the series today, this is Zach Gallon and Marcus Stroman, but, um, at least for Kyle Hendricks, we know that he's a solid bet at home for the Chicago Cubs. I agree with you about the Cubs money line here, uh, for this game. All right, next game on the schedule, it's going to be a 6.35 Eastern start between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Pitchers for this game are going to be Adam Wright for the St. Louis Cardinals and Zach Thompson for the Pittsburgh Pirates over on WinBet. I'm seeing lines of minus 145 for the St. Louis Cardinals favored on the road here with the plus 130 money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Total right now is set at eight at minus 115 to the over a run line here, minus one and a half plus 115 for the St. Louis Cardinals and plus one and a half minus um, 135 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And as I say that, 
the Baltimore Orioles just run, hit a three-run home run to walk it off in the bottom of the ninth against the Yankees. Um, wow. Yeah. Just hit a yeah, walk-off home run. There you go. Uh, so, nice cash there for Malcolm's dog yesterday. Dog of the day. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Good job. Yeah, I'll get uh, let you lead this one off as uh, lead this one off as well. Cardinals Pirates here, um, Dylan. Yeah, I got the opening line for the Cardinals on the money line at minus one thirty five. I see right now they're minus up to minus one fifty, minus one fifty five. I made them up to a minus one sixty, so still a little value here. Uh, Zach Thompson, he actually pitched well in his last three games, but before that, he was really bad home and away. So. Mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals have the pitching advantage with Wainwright. His last three starts, he's been able to go six-plus innings, so giving the Cardinals a length, some length is really good, I think. And the Pirates, they're not a good team at home, so give me the better team at a very good price at Cardinals' money line. Yeah, I like it, man. I agree with you. Again, uh, Zach Thompson, you're right. He's been really good uh, over his last two starts um for the uh pirates prior to that it hasn't been very pretty for him uh he allowed at least four earned runs uh against the pirate sorry against the padres on the road against the cubs and then on the road against the brewers as well and like you mentioned he hasn't been that great at home so far this oh, sorry on the road um so far this season with a 7.50 era i know they are at home uh against uh the st louis cardinals here but i think this cardinals offense is just better um, I mean, there's no better way to put it here against these, like you said, the poopy, the poopy pirates. Um, yep. uh, so I agree with you here. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's the Atlanta Braves visiting the Miami Marlins going to be a 640 Eastern start uh, probable pitchers for this game. It's going to be the uh, Charlie Morton for the Atlanta Braves with Trevor Rogers on the mound for the Miami Marlins looking at the opening number for this game, it's going to be minus 120 favorites for the Atlanta Braves and for the Miami Marlins home underdogs of a price of plus 110. Currently seeing a total of seven and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line for this game, the Atlanta Braves minus one and a half plus 135. And for the Miami Marlins plus one and a half minus 160. Um, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, there's no way I could back Uncle Charlie at this price on the road. I did make the Braves a favorite, but only a minus 110. So I see plus 125. I see a minus 135 with the plus one and a half. I think that's good value here with the Marlins. Uh, Trevor Rogers, he did, he did have a good start against the Braves last month. They just couldn't back him with any run support. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, with as bad as Martin has been on the road, I don't know if the Mar- Marlins could win, but I definitely think they can keep this a close game. They play a lot of close games. So at home, officially, I'll take the Marlins plus one and a half. Yeah, it's really hit or miss with this uh, Marlins offense. And, and like you're right, you're right. Like you said about uh, Charlie Morton hasn't been as great as we've seen in the past with him. Um, but over Trevor Larger's last two starts, he's been pretty solid for this Marlins team. Ten in a third inning pitch. Has allowed 10 hits in that uh, in those 10 innings, but he's only allowed one earned run. He has struck out a total of 11 batters uh, to two walks in the last two starts uh, for the Marlins. And then, you know, you talked about Charlie Morton as well. At this price, I, I can't trust him on the road um, here, but um, I would probably lean with the Marlins money line here um, for, for this first game of the series. Um, but other than that, I don't have anything. Do you have anything on the total for this game? Yeah. For the total, I set it at a 7.2. Okay. So, so lean towards the under. Yeah. Lean towards the under. Uh, we see Miami's a very pitcher friendly ballpark. Yeah. hundred percent. You're right. 
All right, let's next game of the day. We have the Chicago White Sox headed to Yankee Stadium to take on these New York Yankees. Uh, two left-handed pitchers on the mound for both of these teams. Your left-handed uh, pitcher, Dallas Keuchel, for the Chicago White Sox, and Nestor Cortez uh, for the New York Yankees. I'm seeing opening lines for this game um, with the Yankees a heavy favorite at minus 190. Chicago White Sox plus 170 on the money line with the total set at over under eight and a half. Uh, the run line is minus one and a half at even money for the Yankees and plus one and a half at minus 120 for the Chicago White Sox. Um, I'll leave this one off here, Dylan. For Dallas Keiko, these two teams actually did face each other uh, last week, I believe. And uh, both these pitchers did really well. Uh, Dallas Keiko, uh, so far on the season, he's two and three with a 5.54 ERA. And really, that ERA is it's inflated because he had one atrocious start against the Cleveland Guardians in his second start of the season. Like I mentioned, that they uh, Dallas Keiko did pitch against the Yankees. Uh, on their home field. Um, he went five innings, four hits, shutouts. Uh, he did have three walks in that game. He did allow, uh, sorry, get up uh, three walks, did strike out three. And like I mentioned, Nestor Cortez has absolutely been absolutely brilliant for the um, sh- uh, for the New York Yankees. He's two and one on the season so far with a 1.35 ERA. Like I mentioned, left-handed pitcher. Um, he hasn't given up more than two hits in any of his starts. This season, he has actually three shutouts so far in his eight starts uh, for sorry, seven starts for the New York Yankees. Like I mentioned, he did pitch against the uh, this same uh, sorry, the same White Sox team last week uh, where he did go eight innings in that game, only allowed three hits, one earned run, did set a strikeout seven. I'm not sure if I could get behind a price of minus 190 with the New York Yankees, uh, even with Cortez on the mound. I think if I do like the Yankees, I kind of do like them in this spot. I probably look at the run line at minus one and a half at even money here uh, against Dallas Keiko. And like I did mention, Dallas Keiko has been pretty good um, over his last two starts. But again, I think that this Yankees offense right now is just on a different level. Uh, they've been one of the best hitting teams and not only throughout the season, but especially over the last seven days here, Dylan. So I'm going to lean with the Yankees here. Minus one and a half on the run line. Possibly also looking at the Yankees team total over on this game as well. Do you have anything for this game? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I was able to actually get the Yankees at a plus 110, but even still, any sort of a plus price, I'll take the Yankees to bounce back, especially now that we know they lost coming back home. Excuse me. I also want to fade Dallas Keuchel as well. I know he had two good starts, but before then he was atrocious. So, And Cortez, he might be one of the best pitchers in the league right now. I don't think he's getting talked enough about enough. So, at, at plus 110, I like this play, even or at even money. Yankees on the run line, and I also like the team total. I think it's going to be around four and a half, five. I still like that over. Yep, 100%. All right, let's do this, Dylan. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we'll keep diving into these games on the Friday schedule in the MLB. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet $50 win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win a golf trip to win Las Vegas? By betting at least $100 or more on the Golf PGA Championship this week and be entered to win a golf trip to win Las Vegas. Promotion ends May 22nd. 
There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the, pick the over-under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. And make sure to use promo code SGPMLB for that first deposit match up to 100. Again, just go to sleeper.com slash SGPMLB and you'll get a first deposit match of up to $100. All right, coming off of the break, let's keep diving into the schedule with the next game on the board. We'll go with the Tampa Bay Rays headed into Baltimore to take on these Orioles. It just walked it off, like I said, against the Yankees. Um, currently seeing Jalen Beeks that it's going to be the starter for the Tampa Bay Rays and Tyler Wells on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Let me get into the line here quickly before we dive in uh, to this um, uh, to the pitching stats. So right now the Baltimore Orioles are a home underdog in this game at plus one thirty five. Tampa Bay Rays are the favorite minus one fifty here. Over under set at eight and a half for this game. Uh, the run line minus one and a half plus one ten. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays and plus one and a half minus 130 for the Baltimore Orioles here at home. When I was handicapping this game here, uh, Dylan, it, it just seems like that Jalen Beeks is going to be maybe going one or two innings. And it seems like Ryan Yarborough is going to eat uh, most of the innings there in the middle. So I think they're probably trying to get at least two out of uh, Beeks and then at least get maybe three, four uh, innings out of uh, Ryan Yarborough. So I'm just going to handicap Ryan Yarborough and then we can go from there and get your thoughts on this game. But uh, Yarborough, he's got, he, he's been, uh, he's been okay. I think he had a rough start uh, in his first appearance. Uh, against the Oakland A's back on May 3rd, where he did go two and a third inning, allowed five earned runs and gave up six hits in that game. Did bounce back uh, against uh, the Seattle Mariners in Seattle on May 8th, where he did throw five shutout innings, only allowed four walks. And then in the last game, which was against the Toronto Blue Jays, he went three and two thirds um, and only allowed two hits and gave up one earned run. Um, on the other side, like I mentioned for the Baltimore Orioles is going to be Tyler Wells, Tyler Wells so far this season with a one in three record with a 4.18 ERA, 
he did allow eight hits in four innings in his last start against the Detroit Tigers in Detroit. Did allow three earned runs in that game as well. Um, he's been pretty good so far this season for the Baltimore Orioles. He's only allowed uh, more than two earned runs in uh, his only start, or sorry, once over his last five starts, which, like I mentioned, was against the Detroit Tigers. Um, Baltimore coming off a loss here. Maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit. Um, I'm going to lean here with the Rays. I don't have an official play. It's really hard for me to lay a minus 150 price um, on the road here, especially with the way you know this rotation or the what, what the Rays are trying to do from a pitching standpoint. Um I, uh, I'll lean with the Rays. I didn't have an official play for this, but do you have anything for this game, Dylan? Yeah, I was able to actually get the opening line of a minus 130. So I took that on the Rays for the money line. Uh, okay. I'm seeing a minus 150 now, minus 145. Anything above a plus 160, I can see myself being on the Orioles. They're a good team at home, especially covering the run line. Mm-hmm. They won today outright. They're 12 and 5 towards the run line at home. And they just played a tough series against the Yankees. I think they're they're playing good baseball right now. So we know they just moved the dimensions back in uh, Camden Yards and left field, so it's a little more pitcher-friendly. So right now, I like the Jays, but if, it, if money continues to come in on them, I might be on the Orioles. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start between the Los Angeles Dodgers headed to Philly to take on the Philadelphia Phillies, where I'm seeing probable pitchers for this game. Both left-handed pitchers going to be Julio Urias, Sorry, for the Dodgers, he's 2-3 and three so far this season with the 3.00 ERA. Ranger Suarez, left-handed pitcher as well, like I mentioned, 4-1 and one with a 3.72 ERA. Opening lines for this game, I see the Dodgers favorite as a minus 145 favorite on the road here, plus 130 uh, as a home underdog for the Philadelphia Phillies. Currently, the total is set at 9 with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line for the Dodgers. Minus one and a half, plus 110. And for the Phillies, it's plus one and a half, minus 130 for uh, their run line price there. Dylan, I'll let you lead this one off between the Dodgers and the Phillies, my man. Yeah, small lean towards the under. This one was a tough one to handicap, but I made my total 8.6. I like the recent form of Urias, six innings in four straight games. I think he does the same thing tomorrow night against a Philly team that we just saw when they didn't have any runs today at home against the Padres. And they're just in general, they're just not a good home team, the Phillies, for as good as bats that they have, they just struggle. They play a decent amount of games to the under, so... Nothing concrete, but I I do like the under nine. I like that number. Yeah, Phillies have been pretty good against left-handed pitching, actually, this season. Uh, They are uh, second in hits in in the entire league uh, with 103 against left-handed pitching. They have a 257 uh, team batting average against lefties, uh, which is number three in the entire league, just behind the Rockies and the Cardinals. Um, I'll probably lean with a plus one and a half on the Phillies here for this game. I do agree about the under. Uh, as well uh, under nine here, a minus 120 for this game. Um, like you said, Julio Rios has been consistent over his last four starts. Ranger Suarez is really the question mark and just depends on the type of, you know, on, on how he does early, right? I think that really tells me how Suarez is going to pitch for that game. So um, I'll, I'll lean with the Phillies here at plus one and a half on this um, uh, run line for uh, this game against the Dodgers and the opener. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be between the... 
Cincinnati Reds and the Toronto Blue Jays an interleague game here. It's going to be a 707 Eastern start. Sorry, 707. Yeah, Eastern start uh, between these two teams on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds, Luis Castillo. And for the Toronto Blue Jays, it's going to be huge in Ryu. Uh, opening lines for this game, I see the Toronto Blue Jays a heavy home favorite at minus 170 uh, with a take-back price as a road underdog here for the Cincinnati Reds at plus 155. Total for this game is set at 8 with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line here is going to be Blue Jays minus one and a half plus 110. And the Reds are going to be plus one and a half minus 130 on the run line. Um, like I mentioned, Luis Castillo did make his, I believe, his second start. Oh, sorry, no, his first start of the season. No, his second, I'm sorry, uh, in his last game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's faced both NL Central uh, division uh, rival teams in his two starts. He's allowed at least three earned runs in both of those starts where he uh, went four and two thirds against the Brewers did go five innings against the Pirates. But like I mentioned, give up three earned runs in both of those uh, in those games did give up a home run each in both of those games as well. Um, so not a great start again for Luis Castillo to the season uh, after he was really good. I think a couple years ago for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, uh, like I mentioned for the Blue Jays, it's going to be a review. He's coming back from that, uh, um, the IL return, sorry, he was on the IL for a little bit there, but he did return against the Tampa Bay Rays in his last start in Tampa Bay, where he did go four and two thirds innings, did allow four hits in that game and only allowed one earned run. Uh, did have three strikeouts in that game. I feel like this total is a little low for me here, Dylan. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm leaning towards the over here, probably a Blue Jays team total over. And I don't hate the run line here for the um, uh, temp, sorry for the Toronto Blue Jays here. I think this is going to be a game where we see the offense of the Blue Jays finally break out, um, where they've kind of been um, hurting a little bit. But I think this might be a game where they where you know the Reds have been one of the weaker teams or probably one of the worst teams in the league so far uh, this season. So I do like that plus price on that run line here. I lean towards the over as well. But do you have anything for this game? Yeah, I got the actually the opening line is seven and a half at minus one ten, and I hammered that over. I set my line at a nine point two, even at okay. eight and a half. I like over for for this Reds team who has they have the best record towards the over. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I know this has been a Blue Jay line that has been disappointing, but I think they they seem they have to get it together at some point. You have to think so. Yeah. I think they could scratch around three four runs for them. And I honestly, if I would take a stab at the, the Reds plus one and a half, I mean, the Reds are eight and four in their last 12 well, since a three and 22 start. So you got it. They're playing good baseball right now. You hate to admit it, but they're actually playing decent ball. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I think Noah's what uh, was pointing out that he's been on the money line for the Reds when they are yeah. actually winning a couple games there. So I'm sure there were those were some pretty good prices on the Reds there. But I agree with you 100%. I think my favorite play of this game is probably going to be the over uh, between yeah. these two squads. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 7-10 Eastern start between the Seattle Mariners uh, and the Boston Red Sox. Currently seeing probable pitchers of Robbie Ray, left-handed pitcher, uh, uh, reigning Cy Young winner uh, for the Seattle Mariners. And Michael Walker is going to make his return off the I.L. for the uh, Boston Red Sox here. Seeing the opening line for this game, um, let's see here. I don't let me check uh, the uh, my odd screen if I see an opening line. Um, 
I do not see one for this game. Do you see a line for this game, uh, Dylan? No, I don't. Okay, we I can mean, just handicap yeah. the pitchers and then yeah. go from there. Or if you want to give out your lines first, then we can go from there. Yeah, I probably would make the Mariners just a small favorite. I mean, Robbie Ray, he's had an up and down start of the year, but I probably favor him to a minus one ten short favor because Michael Waxley, up until him getting hurt, he's he was dominant. One thirty nine ERA, three and zero. So uh, they're at home. The Mariners haven't been hitting well, so I probably would lean if if I could get a nice plus price with the Red Sox the way they've. Kind of picked it up a little bit in the last five games. I probably could take a shot with the Red Sox if I get a nice price. Yeah. Um, Robbie Ray, ah, it, it's, he's having a difficult season, I get, I think, to say the least here, Dylan. Um, you know, his last outing against your Mets, he went six innings and allowed five earned runs in that game. He did walk three guys in that game as well, and he's given up at least two earned runs in every single game since his first start where he only allowed one against Minnesota. doesn't sound like a lot, but for a player that's given up five in his last start, he gave up four against the Rays, three against the Miami Marlins, and six against the Chicago White Sox. Um, he's, I think that you could say that he struggled. He hasn't made it uh, to the seventh inning in any of those starts, except for uh, the first start he did have against the Twins. Um, and again, like you mentioned, Michael Walker had, was absolutely fantastic and lights out for this Red Sox team before he uh, went to the IL. He did only allow uh, the most runs he allowed was two earned runs in five innings to the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Bay. But other than that, two games where he only allowed one earned run and then two games he threw shutout baseball against the Angels and the Minnesota Twins. So I favor the uh, Red Sox here as well. I, I'm just not sold on Robbie Ray right now. Uh, he's just not in good form. I think there's a good spot for the for the uh, Red Sox. And I think they found a little bit of their offense here, like you mentioned. I think they put up some runs against, um, I believe it was the Rangers who they played uh, last week. And then again, um, I think this is the time where they can start turning around here a little bit it's, uh, against the Seattle Mariners. So all in with the Red Sox as well as my as a dog here. I think that you know with Robbie Ray as a former Cy Young winner, he's not going to be at an underdog price. But uh, real, any- real quick, Munoz, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I want I want to ask since it's your Red Sox team, mm-hmm. one, what do you think about? Uh, it just came in my head because the Mets hit a walk off. What about? the Mets trading for a guy like Nick Pavetta, who's actually pitched really well. I thought this year and they, you guys could use a first baseman, right? Yeah. I, I think right now for the Red Sox is they need pitching, right? And I think that yeah. Nick Pavetta has been like the only bright spot outside of Michael Walker before he got injured. Um, yeah. You know, Pavetta did get, I think we talked about it. Uh, I think you guys probably talked about it yesterday that uh, he, he had struggled to start the season, but he's really found his form uh, recently. And I think that it's really been the one bright spot in this uh, rotation. And if Michael Walker is able to continue, I mean, not be as dominant as he was party got before he got injured. And yeah. at some point you're going to get Chris Sill back as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they're able to, I think that, you know, kind of stay the course and start winning some games here before you do get Chris Sill back, this, this rotation is going to be okay. But again, I won't be surprised if they do go out and make a move for another pitcher. But um, I, I don't think for the Red Sox that they want to trade their their best pitcher right now 
um, to, you know, to another team. I think they were probably looking to acquire probably another arm, but you know, like we talked about at the top of the show when, you know, with the Max Scherzer injury um, that the Mets aren't going to be afraid to go out and make a move. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Like I think a Luis Castillo would be a great uh, guy to bring into probably that four or five spot. Don't you think it for the yeah. Mets rotation? Absolutely. He, he, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, was, I, was, I was just saying I, for the Red Sox, I was thinking, um, just because if you look at the lineup, and I, I don't know too much about Dahlback, but besides Devers, JD, and Xander, I mean, the rest of the team hasn't really been producing. And yeah. a guy, you, could, you could bring in a guy like Dom Smith who has proven he could hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could also play first base as well sometimes. He could also play the outfield. He's kind of like a utility guy. But I think Luis Castillo would fit perfect as a 4-5, kind of like how we brought Stroman in a couple years ago for our fourth, fifth slot. Just because the Reds, they're they're selling and they're telling you that they did it all off season, trading guys like Jesse Winker and uh, stuff like that. So I think if we could get a guy like Luis Castillo coming back off an injury, hopefully he's all right. I think he would fit perfect at that fourth spot. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent there. Um, let's keep it going here, Dylan. For the next game of the night, it's going to be another seven ten Eastern start between the Detroit Tigers headed to Cleveland to take on the Guardians. Currently seeing probable pitchers of Tarek Skubal on the mound for the Detroit Tar- Tigers and for the Cleveland Guardians, it's going to be Aaron Savali. Uh, looking at the line for this game, it's going to be Detroit Tigers um, and the Cleveland Guardians are both at uh, around a pick on price at minus 105 both ways here. Uh, oh, a total is set at over under 8.5 at minus 115 towards the under. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus 145 for the uh, Detroit Tigers plus one and a half minus 175 for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, like I mentioned, Tark Scoobal three and two so far this season with a 2.50 ERA uh, for the uh, for the Tigers. He had an absolutely fantastic outing in his last game against the Baltimore Orioles where he did go six innings, only allowed three hits, no earned runs, 11 strikeouts in that game against uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Prior to that, also had a great start against the Oakland A's in Oakland. Seven innings, again, only allowed three hits, no earned runs, five strikeouts for the Detroit Tigers. On the mound, like I said, Aaron Savali for the Cleveland Guardians. One and three so far with a 9.85 ERA, a whip of 1.74. Struggled, again, in his last start against the Minnesota Twins. Four and two-thirds innings there, allowed another six earned runs, gave up seven hits, allowed two home runs. It just hasn't been pretty for him uh, uh, over his last, or even through the entire course of the season here, Dylan. Uh, over his last four starts, he's allowed at least six earned runs within the first five innings, and that's not going to get it done. And when you're trying to win games here, but yeah. um, this might seem like a sneaky spot for the Detroit Tigers' offense to maybe get some runs going here against a pitcher that's been struggling. Um, I would, I mean, I just can't get behind Savali right now. I, I really can't. Again, I would, I would probably just go with the Tigers here. Maybe like we had Tigers team total first half, uh, maybe two and a half to go over that, or maybe a full game team total. But there's no way I'm putting my money behind Aaron Savali right now with the way that he's been pitching. But do you have anything for this game, Dylan? Yeah, no official play. This one stinks. If yeah. anything, I would take Scooble just because I trust him a little more than Savali right now. The Tigers, they also do have a top five bullpen as well. So if they do get the lead, I trust them keeping it more. And the uh, the Guardians, they've lost four of the last five. I don't think they're just in a good uh, rhythm right now. They just yeah. lost to the Reds. So 
I, I think you're right. I think this could be a sneaky spot for the Tigers to back them. I know they're on the road, but small lean to the Tigers. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be an 8-10 Eastern start between the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, pitching for the Minnesota Twins is going to be Devin Smeltzer, if I'm saying that right. Um, and then for the Kansas City Royals left-handed pitcher, Daniel Lynch, uh, on the mound, both left-handed pitchers here, looking at the opening line. For this game, I see the Twins are favored, minus 130 uh, on this money line, and then plus 120 for the Kansas City Royals, plus 120. Over under set at eight and a half, currently seeing the run line, minus one and a half, plus 120 for the Minnesota Twins. And plus one and a half, minus one forty for the Kansas City Royals. Um, like I mentioned, uh, Devin Smeltzer on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. He's uh, doesn't have a decision yet uh, because this is his that was his first start last week against the Cleveland Guardians, where he was really good. He went five innings, only allowed three hits, gave up one earned run in that span, two strikeouts and two walks um, for the. Um, Kansas City Royals, like I mentioned, left-handed pitcher Daniel Lynch, two and two so far this season with a 3.30 ERA, a whip of, if I could get this page to load, uh, 1.30. He was really good against the Colorado Rockies in his last start. Uh, shutout baseball in Coors Field. I think that's pretty impressive. Five and a third inning, three hits, zero earned runs, like I mentioned. He did walk uh, four uh, in that game, also had four strikeouts. Struggles a little bit with control here. He's uh, walked uh, four uh, batters in back-to-back starts, which was against the Baltimore Orioles. And like I mentioned, against the uh, Colorado Rockies. Um, Looking at the splits for him, for Daniel uh, Lynch at home, he's 2.70 ERA with a whip of 1.00. I really couldn't get to a a pick for this game, Dylan. Um, I would lean. I would lean with the twins here. Um, just because I don't know, um, I I think that you know we talked about this with the consig that when you have pitchers that kind of come up from the minor league system and they really don't have a scouting report or tape on and things like that, where that kind of plays into an advantage for the for the team that has that young pitcher on the mound. Um, so I'll lean with the Twins here. I don't love it, but uh, again. Um, I don't want to, you know, force a pick here and give out a bad pick, but did you have anything for this game, Dylan? Yeah, I got the opening line of Twins minus 120. I took them on the money line. I need at least a plus 120 to be on the Royals, so maybe by morning I could find myself back on the Royals, but as of right now, I like the Twins. We got a, another pair of uh, teams that play a lot of game towards the unders. Like mm-hmm. Kinsig said, Twins are good towards the under. The Royals on the hand, not so much. Uh Besides Andrew Benintendi, there's legit only one guy in the lineup that scares me. Bobby Witt Jr. has really picked it up as of late. But like you said, I, I just keep coming back. The Twins are just – they're more of a complete team right now. They're the better hitting team. They're the better pitching team. So right now the Royals are losing 5-4 in the seventh. I, I, I favor the Twins right now. I, I need a nice plus price to take the Royals. Yeah, and I also think the Twins may be getting Carlos Correa back uh, fairly soon. I'm not sure if he's going to be in this series, but I think he's going to be back very soon for the Twins. So something to definitely keep an eye out uh, for sure uh, for this uh, for this Minnesota Twins team. Maybe they can turn around offensively. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night. Let's see here. We have 
the Washington Nationals headed to the Milwaukee uh, area. Sorry, Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. 8-10 Eastern start. It's going to be Eric Fetty on the mound for the Washington Nationals and Eric Lawler, Lauer, sorry, Eric Lauer on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at the opening line for this game, it's going to be minus 185 favorites for the Milwaukee Brewers at home here. Washington Nationals plus 165 on the money line. Over under is set at eight and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half plus 105 for the Milwaukee Brewers and plus one and a half minus 125 for the Nationals. Uh, Dylan, I'll lead you, let you lead it off for this game. What do you got? Yeah, I'll take a shot here with the Nationals with the run and a half start. Uh, Eric Fetty's actually pitched well on the road. His last two starts, he went two innings, just one run. He did have seven walks, which I do think he needs to keep down against a Brewer team that they'll make you pay for it. So mm-hmm. Lauer, he's pitched well at home, but his two starts were against Poopy Pirates and the Cubs. So <laughs> this national teams are a top five hitting team. And I think they're just a better hitter team than both of those clubs. I think we see some regression from him. And I think that this national team can keep it close. So Nationals plus one and a half will be the play for me. Yeah, I think the, this might be like a parley piece that the public may want to put together for the Brewers just because they look at the Nationals and be like, okay, they're not very good. But, yeah. you know, Fetty was one of those pitchers last season that we were fed, uh, fading. Um, but this season, like you mentioned, and I think that the first thing I did look at was uh, uh, Fetty has been really good on the road for the Washington Nationals. And again, just kind of waiting for this offense uh, for the Nationals to, you know, really turn up with guys like Juan Soto and Nelson Cruz and, and Josh Bell. And I think, you know, they may be able to steal one here in the opening game against the Milwaukee Brewers here. So I lean with you on that plus one and a half uh, for the Washington Nationals here as well at a price of minus 125 on win bet uh, for this game. All right, next game of the night. It's going to be a battle of the Lone Star State between the Texas Rangers visiting the Houston Astros in the juice box. It's going to be a 7-8-10 uh, Eastern start as well. Left-handed pitcher Martin Perez on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Right-handed pitcher Christian Javier on the mound for the Houston Astros. Look at the line for this game. I see the Astros are favored minus 165 uh, with plus 150 on the money line for the Texas Rangers. Over-under right now set at 8 with juice towards the over at minus 115. On the run line, Astros minus 1.5. Plus 105 and the, no, I'm sorry, um, plus 120 for the Astros and plus one and a half minus 140 for the Texas Rangers. I'll start this one off here, uh, Dylan. Two and two record with uh, a 2.01 ERA for Martin Perez, a whip of 1.02. He's been really good. I mean, there's no better way to put it. I know he did give up three earned runs in his first two start against the Rockies and the Nationals, but since then, he's only allowed a combined three earned runs. And let's see here, 18 and about 31 in a third inning pitch. So he's been absolutely solid for this Texas Rangers team. His last start was against the Boston Red Sox, where he did go six innings, only allowed five hits, allowed only one earned run, did strike out seven in that game. And like I said, he's been really good. Christian Javier, same story um, for, uh, sorry, the uh, Houston Astros, two and one uh, on the season, 3.20 ERA, 1.11 whip. He did get into some trouble in his last start, and you know that was his only really bad start, which was against the Nationals in uh, Washington, uh, D.C. there, where he did give up seven earned runs, went three and a two-third inning, only allowed eight hits to the um, 
to the Nationals. So not a pretty start there for Christian Javier, but other than that, he was really solid for this uh, Red Sox, sorry, it's Red Sox, for the Astros team um, coming out of the bullpen and even making those uh, spot starts for them. But I would probably lean towards the under in this game here, uh, Dylan. Again, like I mentioned, uh, other than the bad start that Christian Javier had and the consistency that I've kind of seen from Martin Perez, um, I like the under and I don't hate the Texas Rangers to maybe steal one here. Uh, in the opening game against uh, uh, Houston Astros. But what do you have for this game? Yeah, small lean toward the under. I set my total at 7.7. And the Astros, they're a top-five team towards the under as well. 11-27 towards the under. All four games they've played this season have gone under besides one. And Marcus Simeon, <laughs> excuse me, allergies. Um, Marcus Simeon for the Rangers, he still has as many home runs as you and me, Munaf, so... <laughs> Uh, another, another, uh, small take towards the under. I, I think we saw another, my lock of the day yesterday went under with the Rangers, uh, not the Rangers, excuse me, with the Astros and the Red Sox. And mm. sometimes we just see the Astros as good as they've been. They, they play a lot of low scoring games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I did like the under again with the way the, the format Martin Perez is in, uh, especially, and I know Christian Javier can be better and it has been better in his last showing against the Washington Nationals. So I'm sure he's going to bounce back here at home uh, for the Astros in the uh, opener of this uh, uh, Lone Star State showdown between the Rangers and the Houston Astros. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night at 8.40 Eastern Standard Time start for the New York Mets headed to Coors Field to take on the Colorado Rockies where I'm seeing Carlos Carrasco on the mound for the uh, New York Mets. And Hermaine Marquez for the Colorado Rockies. Looking at the opening lines for this game here, uh, Dylan, it's going to be a minus 130 favorite on the road here for the New York Mets, plus 120 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Total set at 10 at minus 115 um, towards the over in this game. Run line plus one and a half, minus 140 for the Colorado Rockies, and minus one and a half, plus 120 for the New York Mets on the run line. Um, Dylan, I'll let you leave this one off. It is your team here with the Mets visiting uh, a weekend series in Coors Field. You expecting to see a lot of runs from the Mets here? Well, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I did make the Mets a minus one ten favorite, but I, I want to see where the first five lines come out because I do think the Mets could jump on Marquez early. I don't know if I could trust Cookie Carrasco to keep the lead for us for all five innings, so that's why I want to look there. But Besides that one bad start on the road against the Cardinals, Carrasco's look great on the road. I, I can't say the same for Marquez. He's given up three or more runs in his last four games at Coors. Mm -hmm. With the way the Mets have been hitting, and it seems like every time the a team will score a run against them, the next half inning, they'll score another run. So they're very competitive in that way. So Mets have been one of the top five teams towards the first five. I like that. With the way the Mets have been hit and going up to altitude, I like our chances for the team total to hit over. I set my line at 10.6, so I like the over as well. I agree with everything that you just said there. That's going to be my play for this game was the first five uh, for the New York Mets here. Again, the numbers are right in front of you with, with how bad Marquez has been uh, in the first half of games. He's allowed at least three earned runs in all of his starts except for one, which was a first start against the Dodgers. And, you know, we can't take a lot away from the first start for a lot of these pitchers, because again, the, I think at least for this season, pitchers were ahead of the hitters and it seems like they are still a little bit here, but 
again, when you've given up three straight, three earned runs in every single start over the last six games uh, in your last six starts, I think that's the only way to kind of really look at it for the Mets. If this number comes out at two and a half on a team total for the New York Mets, I'm going to absolutely pound that um, for that uh, for the New York Mets. So definitely keep an eye on that on your books here. If your book does offer that uh, first five inning team totals, uh, New York Mets over two and a half, I would absolutely pound that, that number. So Agree with everything that you just said there, Dylan, about this uh, game between the Mets and the Rockies. All right, let's get over. Actually, let's do this, Dylan. Let's take uh, one last break here. We'll get into the final two games of the night, and then we will wrap it up with our lock and dog for the evening. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole, for, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery in Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that using that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't you won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, coming off of the break here, two games left on the schedule, like I mentioned. Let's go with the 9.38 Eastern Standards time start between a battle of two California teams. It's going to be the Oakland A's against the Los Angeles Angels. Currently seeing probable pitchers for this game. It's going to be Paul Blackburn for the Oakland A's and Chase Selseth for the Los Angeles Angels. Um, Opening line for this game, I'm seeing a minus 165 price for the Los Angeles Angels and plus 150 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Your over-under set at eight with juice towards the under at minus 115. Um, seeing a, a run line of minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Los Angeles Angels, and plus one and a half, minus 145 
on the run line for the Oakland A's. Paul Blackburn has been absolutely fantastic so far for the Oakland A's. He's a perfect 4-0 with a 1.67 ERA, a whip of below one at 0.9 for the Oakland A's. He's top five in ERA for the uh, Oakland A's in the entire MLB. Uh, last start was against the Angels. He did go six and two-thirds in that game. Um, gave up five hits, only one earned run, did strike out three. And then on the mound for the uh, LA Angels was uh, Chase Selseth, like I mentioned. His start was also against this Oakland A's team uh, last week. They didn't face each other, but they did face an opposing team last week. Uh, Selseth was absolutely fantastic. I mean, he couldn't have uh, asked for a better first start from this uh, young pitcher. He did go six innings, like I mentioned, only allowed one hit for the uh, Angels, did strike out four, had two walks in that game. Um, Dylan, I'm leaning towards the A's here, man. I think I've been on Black uh, Paul Blackburn's um, money line of bets, especially in the first five uh, over the course of uh, his starts, and, and they've been cashing for me. And again, he's been one of the better pitchers uh, in the American League. He's top five, like I mentioned, in ERA among uh, qualifying pitchers. So I'm going to stay with that here for uh, the Oakland A's, especially at a plus one, a plus one fifty price. I do prefer it on the first five inning money line uh, for the Oakland A's once that does come out, but I don't have a price of that in front of me yet. First fives are usually released the day of, but I do like that for the Oakland A's, and I'm heavily leaning towards the under in this game as well uh, between the A's and the um, uh, LA Angels here. So that's going to be my picks here for this game. Do you have anything for this game, Dylan? Yeah, no play. This is probably going to be a no play for me. I did make the Angels a minus 155 favorite, so a little too far. But, I mean, if you want to reduce the juice, I, I think we see some value in the Angels minus one and a half. I'm seeing a plus 130 out there. So 21 of their 24 wins have come by two or more runs. Mm -hmm. They are the better hitting team. Very good at home and as the favorite. Blackburn, you're right. He's been a beast for the A's, and he just had a nice outing against the Angels. But now on the road, I think we may see some regression, but no play for me. But if we get a plus 155 or better, I could see myself on the A's as well. Yeah, I just like the value here with uh, Paul Blackburn. I mean, he's been really good so far, like I mentioned, for the uh, for the Oakland A's here. So maybe some value on that run line for me at plus one and a half, but not at one forty five. I think I'll just probably play a first five inning money line for the Oakland A's here. All right. Last game of the night here, Dylan, it's going to be between the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco uh, Giants pitchers on the mound for the San Diego Padres. It's going to be Sean Manaya, left-handed pitcher. And for the San Francisco Giants, it's going to be uh, Jacob Junis, if I'm saying that right. Um, yeah. For the San Francisco Giants, like I mentioned, uh, let's take a look at the opening line. For this game, it's going to be minus 105 both ways on this game, actually, between these two squads. Over-under set at 7.5. Would choose towards the under, uh, over, I'm sorry, at minus 115. Um, on the run line, minus 1.5, plus 145 for the Padres, and plus 1.5, minus 175 for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you leave this one off, my man. Yeah, my line is actually flipped. I made the Giants a minus 120 favorite. So at minus 105, I'm seeing I'll be on the Giants money line. I like Jacob Junis over Sean Manet of this matchup. Mm -hmm. He's only given up four runs in 20 innings, and batters are only hitting 213 off of him. The Padres, they've lost four of their last five. 
and uh, starts with Manea's pitch get, that he's pitched. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants, they have the rest advantage. The Padres are going to travel from playing at Citizens Bank Park now to San Francisco. They're 11-7 and seven at home. They're the better hitting team, in my opinion. So I, I like the Giants here. I'm going to take them on the money line. Yeah, I like what you said about uh, 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 Jacob Judas here. He's been really, really good for the San Francisco Giants here. He, like you mentioned, four runs only given up in about 20, close to 21 innings uh, for the San Francisco Giants. And Manaya, uh, not so great for the, um, uh, for the Padres. Uh, so I agree with you about the Giants money line here to get the victory in the opener of this series between these two NL West teams. Um, that's going to be the schedule. For this uh, Friday night uh, games in the Major League Baseball, uh, let's get into some picks here. Dylan, uh, lock and dog for the night. I will let you lead it off here, my man. What is your lock and dog for the people for this Friday schedule? Yeah, so I'll start with my dog. I'll give a nice plus price out. Uh, I'm going to take a shot on the fish. Home puppies here. I can't back Charlie Morin on the road right now, just the way he's pitching. And I, I think Trevor Rogers has another good start. He already faced this Braves uh, once this year. I think he has some familiarity. So I think they could keep it close in their live dog. So I'll take the Marlins here as my dog. And for my lock, I was going to go with the Giants, but they're kind of like the underdog. Uh I'll take the Mets. I'll take the Mets first five money line and I'll take them the full game. I just think they're the better team right now. Uh, Cookie Carrasco, he's been solid on the road. And I think that he just has the better. I think the Mets are going to get, be able to get to Marquez right now. They're riding a high. They just hit a walk off. So bias pick, but I'm going to take my Mets again on the money line. Yeah. I think for the Mets, especially, you know, fading the Rockies, that if they're even able to, if you know, like if they get to him and they pull Marquez, to the Rockies, they still have one of the worst, worst bullpens in the league, don't they? Uh, to the Rockies, yeah. so I think they're just going to keep on piling off the runs. I really, really do like that first five inning team total uh, for the Mets tomorrow. So definitely something to keep an eye on uh, once the uh, if your book does release that. So uh, lock for Dylan. It's going to be the New York Mets visiting the Colorado Rockies on the money line, and his dog is going to be the Miami Marlins hosting the Atlanta Braves. Um, against uh, Charlie Morton in that game. So like those picks, Dylan, good luck with those. Um, for my lock, I am going to go. Um, let's see here. Uh, I am going to go. I'll give the Toronto Blue Jays run line out as my lock of the day. Again, when you have. The Cincinnati, I know they're playing well, and we talked about that they've won eight out of their 12 games, but I think that this is going to be a spot where the uh, Toronto Blue Jays can get to Luis Castillo, um, put up some runs early, and then you know hopefully Ryu is able to kind of build off of the start that he had after he returned from the IL. I know he's, he was shaky early on in the season, but I think he can build off of the uh, – first start that he had uh, since returning from the IL. So look for the Blue Jays to put up some runs all through the weekend here. I think it's going to start here. Again, we talked about Luis Castillo just hasn't been uh, great so far in the first two starts for this season. So I'll take the Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half plus 110 as my lock for my dog. Um, you know, they say if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. And it hasn't broke for me yet. So I'm going to go with the Oakland A's first five. Uh, money line with Paul Blackburn on the mound. I'm going to take the bullpens out of it. Uh, definitely at a price, price of plus 150. 
Um, I, I think that um, that number probably comes around plus 130 maybe for the Oakland A's, but definitely will be a plus price. Again, like I talked about, Paul Blackburn has been absolutely fantastic so far for the Oakland A's so far this season. 4-0 with a 1.67 ERA. Did face this uh, Los Angeles Angels team last week um, where he did go six and two-thirds inning in that game. Only allowed five hits and gave up one earned run uh, to that uh, team. So I'm going to go a little bit contrary there. I know Los Angeles Angels are, are a, a sexy pick right now, and rightfully so because they've been so great so far this season. But even Paul Blackburn on the road so far this season, he's a perfect 3-0 and with an ERA of 0.83. Um, and they did get the victory in his last start uh, against his Angels team, 4-3. to So I'm going to go with Paul Blackburn there as my dog of the day for the Friday schedule. Um, Dylan, anything else you want to get off your chest here, my man? Uh, a couple of exciting finishes here on the Thursday afternoon schedule. We saw the Orioles walk it off. Uh, uh, Malcolm's dog of the day cashed. At a very, very nice price. Your Mets walked it off with a home run um, against the Cardinals. That was a fun series as well. But anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, just a nice two and one uh, start to the day. Uh, got two more plays up. So listen to the pod. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And yeah, uh, I guess we'll be back uh, next week, right? Yep, we'll be back next week as usual in some form or fashion. Yeah, it's uh, been a pretty good start. To my day as well, I had the over in the uh, Royals and the White Sox game, and then Lewis Roberts hit a monster two-run shot to get that over the total. Um, and then I also had the Orioles uh, money line as well with um, with our main man, Malcolm. So pretty good start to the day so far. Uh, like Dylan said, we'll be back in some form or fashion next week. Uh, between the four of us, uh, you already know. Make sure to like, review, Leave a rating uh, for the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's really, really much appreciated if you guys can do that for us. Just only helps to grow the show. Uh, Dylan, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter, my man. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at rock with 2 Ks 24 And yeah, that's my Instagram as well. So if you guys want to follow Instagram as well. Yep. And then also make sure to follow the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account at SGPN MLB uh, know it's an absolutely fantastic job of that for us uh over there on twitter so make sure to give us a follow you can find me on twitter at sports nerd 824 if you haven't already make sure to uh download the sgpn app it's sgpn on your app store and google play store you'll see the uh, little logo there pop up uh, and then just go ahead and download that you'll get all of our picks and podcasts right at your fingertips there as soon as it is released uh, like I said, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week for some more MLB games. Uh, Till then, good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Mm-hmm.